Yeah, that is all true, Slee. We were out at SoFi yesterday. It was awesome. We hung out with Rampage. We got to see a bunch of people out in the world, which is always nice to do. Yeah. But let, let's just let's just start right here. Let, let's just kind of jump right into it. I, I told you yesterday when we were getting ready to go out there, mm-hmm. I can't wait to see you see SoFi for the first time. So your kind of initial reaction, reaction to, yeah. to the Palace in Inglewood is? It's okay. It's a a couple changes I would have made. You know, Uh I I mean, a few things just kind of pulling up right out the gate. I've probably done things a little bit different where they put the parking lot, kind of the way the stadium was facing. Uh-huh. Um, that just kind of feels like maybe they cut a you know cut a few corners. Cut well, few clearly corners. they didn't have a budget. They did they didn't have a budget to kind of do what they wanted to do. But I mean, I, I, listen, I'm just saying if you're going to do it, do it right. Okay, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> it, it's the, I'm trying to think. I guess that's the third time I've been through it since it's yeah. been completed. I went through it a couple of times as it was mm-hmm. being constructed. And every time I go through there, I'm just struck by how grand it is, how mm-hmm. new it is, how beautiful it is. The scoreboard, the infinity scoreboard, I think is what they're calling it right now. Just everything about it, every time I see it, it, it catches me by surprise all over again. All right, so here, here are a couple things that stood out. By the way, it's it's pretty much flawless. Like, it, it, you really cannot <laughs> find anything Nothing. that you don't like about the stadium. How about when you're just pulling in mm-hmm. and it just the way the roof – just kind of the shape of it, it that peels this, off this the side. Dome just kind of goes down. How about when you walk in and everything just goes into the ground? So you're already, you know, it's you're you're already. I don't know how many sections up. Five. And everything I think. just kind of okay. Let's say five sections. So you're. It's just this. You're looking down at this arena. It's kind of crazy too because the whole time we were there yesterday, you couldn't take your eyes off of certain things. Okay, uh-huh. what the hell is this? What, what do you mean? Those are the suites down there. You know, that's on the field. Um, the scoreboard, like you mentioned, you have planes coming in. I, it, just the whole thing, right? There's all this stuff going on. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, they're going to be playing football games down there. <laughs> There's going to be there is the football Los Angeles be Rams versus Seattle in a big game. You know, like just that vibe that's going to come with it as well once you start packing the place up with people. That's it's pretty amazing. Pretty it, amazing. it really is. And, and I, I've said this before, but it, it's the only thing that I've ever seen and been through and I, that, that I've had nothing to do with. I, I, didn't, I didn't spend a dime. I didn't do anything other than go through it a few times as a member of the media. But I want to show it off to other people like I had something to do with it. Like, like look, look at what, look at what's here. I didn't do it. It's not mine. I'm not a member of the Rams or anything. But I just, I'm so excited for everyone else to get a chance to see it. I know that preseason football is just around the corner. Opening night, Sunday night football against the Bears, uh, game week one. That's going to be. But yeah. for people to see it and not just see it on TV, not just see it driving by, not just see it, but to get to go inside that building and observe it with their own eyes, I just can't wait for everybody to see it. Well, it's you know. If you think about all the different iconic venues in L.A., I mean, mm-hmm. just just kind of think about that. You go down the list, right, whether it's the Rose Bowl or it's the Coliseum or it's Dodger Staples Stadium. Center, Dodger Stadium. You just literally go down the list. These are all iconic venues, and some, we're not even talking about some of the different um, music venues or mm-hmm. things along those lines. This thing just slapped itself right into Inglewood and is pretty much like, hey, when you get a second, yeah, come check us out. I, I don't think you'll be, uh, I don't think you'll be disappointed. And this is coming off. Remember this? What was it? Two weeks ago, we went to the LAFC game. Yeah, that's Bank pretty of cool California's, too. Yeah, you know, unbelievable cool facility. So it just kind of adds to the allure. But this is this is a different beast. So when we get to football season, um, 
people are going to people are going to go to SoFi. Yes, there's a football game, but you want to see the stadium. Yeah, it, it's in a class of its own. It's not like anything else. Just in scope, just in grandness of it all. Uh, one last thing, I want to stick my face a little close to the camera here. Have my my lacerations from the football helmet that I had on yesterday? Have they fully healed? Can you no. see any of the uh, the scars? No. No, they have not healed. I see the scars still there. I, I don't see it going anywhere. I don't see it going anywhere anytime soon. So, look, first of all, I, it's been a long time since I put on a football helmet. A long okay. time. Like, mm-hmm. probably freshman year of high school. That was the last mm-hmm. time I put on a football helmet, like, to play football. Um they weigh like 46 pounds now. They're yeah. far heavier than you ever thought, than I ever remember them being. And I don't know if my head's gotten bigger or they gave me somebody's, that, like a wide receiver's helmet that isn't big. I need an offensive line helmet because my face was being squeezed out the front of that thing. I, need, I needed a larger helmet. Your head's got bigger. I don't think the actual size of it, but from an ego perspective, I think that probably has something to do with it. That can. I don't easily... think that affects the size of the helmet, does it? Yeah, just, you never know. You never know. That was a, that that was as we kind of go through the show, we should bring up some stuff. But that was that was pretty interesting yesterday, being on the field. And by the way, even just recording some of these promos and something along those lines. Um, you know, you were talking about how you're not that good of an actor. Trav, you kind of... better than you. you. Yeah, you walked away <laughs> as Al Pacino yesterday. Well, I didn't know that... Look, I'm not a good actor, but relative to my co-star yesterday, I feel a lot better about what was happening because... Well, there were there were some parts that made no sense. So sorry I wasn't able to nail it when none of it made sense. Look, you're not the writer or the director. You're the actor. Just read what's put in front of you and keep it moving because I had the helmet on at one point. It was 150 mm-hmm. degrees under that helmet. And you're asking, so what's my motivation in this scene? Like, what, what am I doing right here? Like, what, what's the backstory of my character? The Why me, am I getting ready to do this? Something. An actor <laughs> does not – actor needs the script prior to accept what they're doing. Right, uh-huh. so they need to read the script. I didn't get a script prior. <laughs> That's not true at all. <laughs> you added did we did exactly we get a script? Did yeah. we get a script? Yeah, we talked about it. Uh, remember, well, we, we talked about it. Meeting? But did we yeah. did we get a script? I just remember. I don't remember it's getting a script. You, you see, now you're looking for excuses. We know how this goes. All right, Travis Lee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. It matters tonight, Slee. Julio Urias mm-hmm. against the Giants tonight up at AT and T Stadium or AT and T Park. It, it look. I know that it's not even August. I know that there are two full months of regular season baseball on the back end of this series. But tonight, tomorrow night, and Thursday night, they all matter for the Dodgers. They need to come out of this series closer than when they went into it, and they didn't do that the last time they played them in those four games. This is um, this is going to be – and by the way, let, let's you know put this – it's not like the Giants walked in the Dodger Stadium when we're blowing out the, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Dodgers should have took three or four of those games. You know, we talked yep. about it. But, hey, it, it is what it is. Uh, give the Giants credit. There were games that you didn't expect. Okay, they're going to come back. They they found a way to win towards the end of games. That was really the difference. They were winning in the basically at the, at the, uh, the final two innings or so is when they were doing most of their damage. Now you go, you got three against the Giants. As much as there's interest in – this series, this three-game set, Trav, I, I keep finding myself on Twitter trying to – I'm curious to see, okay, are the Do- have the Dodgers done anything? I thought Andrew right. Friedman, who was with the LA Times, um, really good article with uh, Mike Giovanni of the LA Times. He's very open, uh, very open about you know what's going on, which I, I thought was a little bit of a surprise. I, I don't, do you know 
And I know you said that this guy is a little bit different. He's confident in what he's done. He's kind of been through this process so many different times. But let me, let me read off one of his quotes. He said, we could find ourselves in a position where we end up short on the starting pitching front, so we're trying to get ahead of that. There's still a question of exactly who's going to end up moving, but I feel good that, that we'll be in a position to be aggressive if and when something makes sense. He's not, he's not sugarcoating basically saying what you and I already know, what's important for them, what they need, and what they're going to try to go after. Yeah, no, look, it's no secret, right? You know and I know and Andrew Friedman knows and the other 29 general managers in Major League Baseball know what they're after. They're after a starting pitcher or maybe more than one because they've got two right now. And I know that we're kind of putting Clinton Kershaw on this thing of, oh, when he gets back, you'll have three. Well, yeah, but that's assuming that he just picks up right where he left off. I think it's probably a safe assumption that he will, but look, when you miss time and you come back, there's always a chance of not being the guy that you were before. So we'll see what Clinton Kershaw looks at, looks like. The question is, which of these guys does he go get? We saw uh, Herman Marquez last night pitch for the Rockies against the Angels. He looked pretty good. Now, whether or not the Rockies want to trade somebody to a division rival who's got a couple of years left, probably not. So maybe sure. he's unlikely. Max Scherzer is the big name that keeps getting thrown out there. He's probably the number one guy that's available on the market. You know the Padres are going to go after him. You know that the Giants are probably going to make a play for him. So, like you said yesterday, Al, this isn't just a matter of, hey, we want him because he helps us, but we need to get him to make sure that they don't get him. Play That's defense. A, yeah, exactly. But he comes with a price tag that is almost prohibitive even for the Dodgers because while the Dodgers have not let economics make any of their decisions, right, they went out and spent money and spent money and spent money. Since the McCourts are out and the new group is in, the Dodgers have been – willing to spend whatever it takes to win. They have the highest payroll in baseball, and they, they, they're, they're way out in front of the second-place Yankees. That being said, when you've got nearly a 63% tax on every dollar that Max Scherzer is going to make if you make that move, at some point you got to make an economic decision. You can't just have every good player in the league and pay have a payroll that's coming over $300 bucks. That, that's, that's asking a lot, and you're setting yourself up for a lot of exposure. So for the first time ever, maybe that's a part of it. Yeah, it's interesting because they felt like in the offseason, just think about this, right? When we walked into the offseason, it was, the question was, well, how do you how do you pick five starters from these guys? What are, mm-hmm. are going to be? And that was a legitimate conversation, whether it was Dustin May or, um, you know, Gonsolin. now obviously the, the conversation too about Trevor Bauer. Mm-hmm. So I, I say that because the scenario is a lot different than it was. So you're right. They have gone out. They've spent the money. That's never been a question mark. They blew past that $210 million competitive balance <laughs> tax threshold when they signed Trevor Bauer. Right. So that, that's, that's the part that's interesting to me is, Trev, they're not going, it, it's not that you're going out to get a starting pitcher because before the season started, you figured out, okay, you know what? This is a hole. They lost Trevor Bauer. Right, mm-hmm. so really, what you're doing is you're replacing one of the aces that you got in the off season. So, th- their scenario is a little bit different than some of the other teams out there. The Padres may just think, "Hey, we don't have enough pitching." The Giants may think, "Hey, we got to go out and get one more guy." For the Dodgers, it, it, do you agree with this, Trap? You're basically having to replace an ace because nobody thinks that Trevor Bauer is coming back, and you have Kershaw that's injured, and you have Dustin May that's out for the season. Yeah, look, you have to replace guys for whatever reason. You got two guys that are injured and one guy that's in some sort of legal limbo, some sort of contractual limbo. I don't even know how to phrase that. He's on leave 
But he ain't coming back, right? I mean, Trevor Power is not going to pitch for the Dodgers this season. That seems almost like a certainty. So you got some holes to fill. Look, David Price can pitch four innings here or there. Tony Gonsolin can pitch four innings here or there. We'll see whether Josiah Gray can get stretched out sure. and get you into that fifth or sixth inning at some point. I, I'm, I'm optimistic, but who knows? You need bodies. You Because, look, believe it or not. You've always said it's not sustainable. It, it, it's not. Right, they, they, right. But what's crazy about it is, is we, we talked about this yesterday, just about everything that could go wrong for this team has, right? They've had all sorts of injuries to really key players, whether it's Mookie Betts, Cody Bellinger, Corey Seager. Corey Seager, right. They've, mm-hmm. they've had a bunch of guys go down. You've had your pitching staff be absolutely decimated through this. Mm-hmm. You're playing a, a, a lineup that's got Rex and Rayleigh and McKinstry and, and McKinney and, and Be- uh, Beattie and all these guys that you weren't expecting to have regular at-bats sure. are. They're two games out of first place. It's, right. it's they went two or three of San Francisco. They're one game yeah. out of first. Right. <laughs> exactly. They it's sweep. A, they have a lead. Right. But you can't keep throwing six pitchers a day and think that, oh, we're going to be fine. And look, mm-hmm. Andrew Friedman knows that. Dave Roberts knows that. They're going to make a move. They've made moves in the past, whether it's getting you Darvish, whether it's getting Manny Machado, whether it's getting sure. Rich Hill. He's been really aggressive at the deadline, and I would expect him to be not only because they want to win a World Series again, but they have to. They're For the first time ever, they're shorthanded on the mound, and it doesn't work, and nobody knows that better than those two guys. Got a question for you. Let's say they go out. I was reading something. Again, same article, LA Times. So Scherzer turns 37 years old today. His final year of his $210 million contract. Okay? And then there was there was something in there that Boris, his agent Scott Boris, says he want a con- he wants a contract extension in exchange mm-hmm. for waiving rights to veto trade. Mm-hmm. What, what do you do if, if you're – because I'm, I'm imagining that that's part of the conversation as well. Okay, are we leasing this guy for you know a few months? Is he going to stay with us? Oh, by the way, he's 37 years old. How do you play that if you're the Dodgers? It's a really good question. It's It's got to be a tricky one as far as you know, what – is he the future? And he might be. You know what I mean? Like, the, Look, they went big on Clayton Kershaw a couple of years ago, probably past the point that I think a lot of people would have. But that's because he's Clayton Kershaw. That's because he's got all of the institutional knowledge or credit or, or money in the bank, however you want to talk about it. He, he's a Dodger, so you pay him a little more and a little longer, kind of like the Lakers did with Kobe. Like, look, we, we know that this is probably a little bit above and beyond the market, but because you're our guy, we're going to do it. You don't have that with Max Scherzer. That being said, he's still going to be one of the best pitchers in baseball going forward for a few more years. Maybe you just do it. Maybe this is the poison pill with Trevor Bauer. You're not going to get him back. You're going to have to. Who knows what his contract situation ends up being. Pay him all of it, none of it, piece of it. I, I don't know. That's for labor lawyers to figure out. But maybe you just double down and say, look, hey, we lost Bauer. That's fine. Here comes Scherzer and say, deal with us the rest of the National League. I, I might swat. It's not my money. I mean, I'll spend somebody else's money like crazy. So, yeah, let's go ahead and do it. Yeah, I almost look at Scherzer as – and I think that part is interesting. And, you know, listen, Scott Boris isn't going to be out there. Uh, If there's a contract to be had for Scherzer at this stage of his career, he's 37 years old. He's probably going to get as much money as he possibly can before it's all said and done. So that kind of adds an interesting wrinkle to it. But – yeah, it's not our money. I mean, it, look, if you look at this from a fan perspective, there is no – I mean, I, I don't even know if Dodger fans I, – I think they, they have an incredible appreciation of what's in front of them right now because of ownership group prior to this. But 
it's pretty remarkable the position that they're in with everything, obviously all under the circumstances and Andrew Friedman doesn't look like somebody that's looking to not take advantage of an opportunity if it presents itself. So we'll see what happens. All right, here's your chance to win tickets to see two-time Grammy-nominated blues rock titan Joe Bonamassa, held as one of the greatest guitar players of our time. He's performing live in concert this Sunday at the Greek Theater. That is August 1st. Here's what you do. You call 877-710-ESPN to win. If you are caller number seven, that's coming up a little bit later on in the show. You get a second chance in the second hour of the show, so you're going to want to be listening throughout the rest of the show. we got two different chances for you to win, a uh, chance to go see that in concert. Coming up next, the Dodgers are in San Francisco. i got a scenario sleeve that's going to make a cold shiver run down your spine, and we can already hand out the MVP. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee. It's 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Al, you think that guy with the uh, leaf blower is still out there? (laughs) (laughs) What happened yesterday? (laughs) What was that? Let me me set the scene here a little bit. And I, I know that very few people out there have had the opportunity to be inside SoFi. It's it's almost impossible to explain how big it is. Mm-hmm. It, it imagine the Rose Bowl, but it's it has a roof over it, only it's bigger and it's more vertical. It's just it's it's the biggest sports stadium you have ever seen in your life, okay? I, I had to probably probably add another 7500 seats personally, but that's <laughs> it is so They didn't ask for my input unbelievably huge we are in where where were we like on the 20 yard line give or take we're in the 20 yard line about halfway up Mm -hmm. okay and we're getting ready to shoot one of our our little videos in the far end zone the the one that's 80 plus yards away and who knows how far away there's a guy there they're getting ready to do something on the field they're trying to clean up the field there's a guy one guy with a leaf blower like the kind that you see out in front of you know everywhere in la the leaf blowers are you can't go 10 feet and not see a guy with a leaf blower it was like he was standing in between us with the li- <laughs> and so we're trying. Well, here's the thing: we couldn't shoot. We so couldn't do anything. We, we're just standing there, and probably for a solid 10, 15 minutes, at this least. is just kind of going on. And and this, we're kind of at the end of this, so we're trying to get out of there. Rampage is like, I got other stuff going on. We're trying to move this thing along. Leaf blower guy wouldn't stop. I didn't know what he was blowing. I just kept looking down the field. I'm like, there's nothing down there. We were just down there. There's nothing to blow. <laughs> So we're sitting there, and he'd stop for four seconds, and Carlo would say, okay, okay, get ready. Three, two. Yep. <laughs> it was like he was doing it just to mess with us. It was pretty great. I'm pretty happy. that. Uh, and then the wind started to blow when he was done. So it was an interesting day all around. Loved it. Got to see Aaron Donald. That was kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, but it was uh, that leaf blower guy, I think, stole the show. How many people do you think we had? We had probably about, what do you think, 150 production people that were a part of this? No, it's a little low. I'd say two fifty. Two fifty somewhere around there. <laughs> Let's list off all the names of everybody that helped us yesterday. All two fifty. It was a great day. I can't wait to see the finished product because they were pretty good. You, I don't want to give it away. I want, I, yeah. I want people to see it. But there was a, a a moment during when we were on the field, and I'll just put it this way: there were footballs involved, and you impressed me with something. 
You know, I, I, you, you did something that was very impressive to me, and I'll save it yeah. for when the video comes out. Not impressive for me, but yes. <laughs> That's what yes. just what you're putting out in the universe and what you did on the field do not jive. I'm just, I'm just telling you that those two things didn't come together. It's time for some straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Here's the scenario. Dodgers have a 5-4 to four lead. It's the bottom of the ninth inning. Dodgers go to the bullpen. Gate opens up. And here comes Kenley Jansen. How are you feeling about that right now? Which game? Because Which game? Tonight? tonight tomorrow? Or tonight. Thursday? No, tonight. Okay. Tonight. He hasn't pitched. He didn't pitch on Sunday. Didn't pitch yesterday. He's had two days off. He got the save on Saturday against a bad Rockies team. Yeah. It's only won 10 games on the road all season long. Thanks mm-hmm. for that Saturday or Friday night. But uh, how are you feeling? Because I-, I am holding my breath through the entire thing. Yeah, there's no change, Trav. I mean, I, I think a lot of people feel the same way. Uneasy, I think, was a word we used last week. And by the way, even if he comes out and let's say, let's say he pitches well against the Giants, I don't think your, I don't think it changes your view. I think even if you get into August and he pitches well and you know c- continues to get saves for the Dodgers, one run, two run games, I still don't think it changes. So, you know, to answer your question. Um, you know, even just kind of over the last couple of days, specifically last week when all this was going on, people were saying, well, you know what, uh, he should have got, remember Dave Roberts, what was that on Thursday night? Was it on Thursday night where he was talking about, well, we won two different times. If this happens and if that yes. happens, yes, he was in a jam. He had runners on second and third before any of that stuff even happened. I don't think there's a point where you feel comfortable with Kenley Jansen. And I, I hate to say it, but it's the truth. I, I, I don't know... I don't know what he accomplishes the rest of the way. Maybe if he's lights out the rest of the regular season, you start feeling more comfortable. But I think he's got that challenge, at least in front of a fan base, of how they feel. So you, you, that, that's interesting. That even if he pitches lights out the rest of the season, you still feel a little bit uncomfortable. Because I agree with you. I, I, I share that feeling. And here, here's why. I wonder how the Dodgers feel about it. And there's really only two people whose opinion on that actually matter. Well, maybe more than two. But the two most important people are Andrew Friedman and Dave Roberts. Yeah. They, and look, they're never going to tell you honestly. They're never going to be – and why should they? They're trying to cut a deal for something else potentially. But do you think, as they look at their team right now, that they have the ninth inning guy on their team right now? Tuesday morning, 925 or whatever it is, that they have the guy on their roster that they can send out there in the ninth inning that they believe gives them the best chance to win. Do you think that guy's on the team? Do they think that guy's on the team? Because I don't think that they do. Yeah, I don't think they do too. I I think, you know, you can try to piecemeal somebody. You could say, well, let's try this guy, let's try that guy. But that's that's not you feeling, you know, all so confident about the predicament that the Dodgers are in. So to answer your question, no, I don't think they I, I don't think they have that guy. So, okay, so if we both think they don't have that guy and we think that they don't think they have that guy, do they make a deal for a closer? Do they go out there and try to get Craig Kimbrell or or somebody else who maybe can pitch that ninth inning? Or are they thinking – if the you-know-what hits the fan again, we just go to Blake Trinan and hope that he can do because he's been fabulous this season. It's funny because when you say that, I, a lot of conversation has been about starting pitching or start uh, a starter coming in, and I feel like that kind of took a little bit of a backseat. Do you feel, you feel the conversation about a clo- going out there and addressing your closer role? I feel like that has been less of a priority than a starting pitcher. No, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, you're right. I think that maybe look, hopefully it's a little bit of misdirection because here here's here's the this is the part that just doesn't that doesn't add up to me. Okay. Last year the Dodgers knew going into the postseason that Kenley Jansen was a question mark. 
and he was a question mark, and that's being charitable. And then finally, after that debacle against the Rays in the World Series where just everything went wrong, Dave Roberts said, okay, we're done with this. I'm not going to do the same thing over and over again. Julio, you're our guy. Go close these games out. And they did, and they won, and they're the champs. Why did we think that just time was going to fix that? Something was going to change. Yeah. The, the guys don't get better as they get older. Okay? That's just not how this thing went, especially sure. in that role. And I know that he's throwing a little harder. I know that he's had really good numbers throughout the season, but we've seen it before. The later into the season, the wobblier it gets, the more uncertain it becomes, and you have to have a plan B in there. And right now it doesn't feel like they do. See what they do. Let's see what they do, Trav. They're, they're going to have some, obviously, some stiff competition with a couple of the teams, and you could just look at the NL West for that. You think they could get Otani to come over? You think he'd like to? Hey, hey, Shohei, what do you say? We'll, we'll put you in the ninth inning. You can bat clean up in our order. You can play a little uh, left field on, on occasion. What do, you, what do you say you come on over? Because that guy put on another show last night, Slee. By the way, is this not a perfect example of something that you talked about earlier in the season was Otani got a lot of love that first half of the season. Mm-hmm. He was the storyline in the All-Star game, right? He's he's the starting pitcher for the AL, plus he's going to do the home run derby, plus he's batting. I mean, he was – you couldn't talk more about one player that first half of the season. Now what are the conversations turned to? Now they're starting to turn to meaningful baseball, starting to turn to, okay, who, wh- what are the teams that are going to be selling their players? What are the teams are going to be looking out there to buy? Who's got a chance to come out in this – okay, the conversation became serious, and you know who we're talking less about now and we'll probably continue to talk less of mm-hmm. is Otani because, unfortunately, mm-hmm. he's not part of that mix. Uh, and, and as great as he was yesterday, and you know, you can highlight, I didn't get a chance to watch a game. I was doing Lakers talk. But it is it kind of comes full circle to when you're not competitive and your team's not in the mix, man, do you start becoming the back page. Yeah, and, and they're just barely in it, right? They're not totally out of it, but they're not in it in any meaningful way. They're buried in the American League West. That's not going to happen. And they've got five teams in front of them in the American League wildcard race that's going to make it very, very – they're one game over 500. We're 100 games into the season, and they're one game over 500. You are what you are at that point. But I, I think I got an answer to the question now. Watching him pitch last night – we were talking about this last week. What's more impressive – Otani the slugger or Otani the ace pitcher, right? And we both kind of, I, I don't know. It depends on any on any given day. Well, last night, ace pitcher Otani was out there. Seven innings pitch, no walks, five strikeouts, only gave up one run. He was, he was just amazing. He threw a 100-mile-an-hour fastball in the seventh inning of the game. Okay? It's just, just extraordinary. But what he did in the first inning, I think, is what tips me slightly towards offensive Otani as, okay. the, as the narrow winner. He gets a little... You know, base hit. Not, not nothing particularly interesting. Just a ba- ground ball through the infield, base hit. Mm-hmm. Drives in a run, though. Okay, The starting pitcher in an American League game, batting second, drives in a run. Pretty cool. He then steals second. <laughs> the pitcher, let me say it again, the pitcher in the American League steals second base easily. Wasn't really close. Then he scores on a bloop hit to the outfield, standing up. <laughs> That it's not just the Titanic home runs. It's not just that he's got 35 of them. It's not just that his exit velo is 120 miles an hour, you know, highest in baseball. You've seen that son of a gun run? It's extraordinary. There's nothing he can't do. So I'm just going very narrowly on offensive Otani as the better Otani versus ace Otani. You know, the only thing I took out of everything you just said, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate because that – 
as as great and as ridiculous. Everything you just said. Just think about the way you set that up. This is what a pitcher did. American and we're not pitcher. even through American League pitcher and we're not even through the first inning, right? Yeah. Like this is what he accomplished in the first freaking inning and then oh by the way in the 7th inning he's still throwing 100 miles an hour whatever the case is, okay? <laughs> the way you set that up. And unfortunately, that's not that's not a you know a big conversation from last night in sports. No. I, I I go to this so LA Times you know obviously prepping for the show uh, they're so fantastic a lot of articles they do so you go to sports let me give you the tabs okay uh-huh. Lakers yeah Dodgers yeah Tokyo Olympics okay Rams okay Chargers okay and then a more <laughs> Clippers USC UCLA Angels ooh they're jeez. That's tough. There Which should I be disagree an Otani with tab. because I don't know there, why the Chargers are there. Angels should be there. There, there shouldn't even be an Angels tab. There should be an Otani tab on the front. It should be Lakers, Dodgers, Rams, Otani. <laughs> Those are the tabs that should be on the front. Well, and this is also, by the way, this is just me going on, and this, this is the sections that I see. Um, this is, uh, th- and maybe it's done based off of you know who they feel, who's most clicks, interests, so forth, whatever is. the case is. But man, that that kind of that kind of summarizes it. We're here in LA. You and I are going to give it some shine and some love. But the reality is, you know, as we get closer to the postseason, Otani will be less and less of a conversation. Very quickly, who do you have? South Korea or Germany in men's archery today? Well, Germany three years in a row <laughs> in the qualifiers. They uh, they just I don't know they have a coach that they they've gone through a couple different coaches so I'm just not as co- confident about Germany this Olympics but 2024 there's a lot of chatter about what Germany can do in 2024 yeah their coaching unrest in the German archery ranks is going to be tough to overcome I like you can't the, uh, go South you Koreans. can't go through two different coaches <laughs> in a span of three years all right here's your chance to win tickets to see two-time Grammy nominated blues rock titan Joe Bonamassa of course hailed as one of the greatest guitar players of all time performing live in concert this Sunday at the Greek Theater. Here's what you do right now. 877-710-ESPN. Call right now. Caller number seven. Your chance to win. Tickets are also on sale at Ticketmaster.com. Coming up next, can the Lakers land another local and will he be the biggest difference? That's coming up next. It's Travis and Slee with 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Al, you think I could just like shoot down to Big Five and grab one of these bows and be in the Olympics in four years? Do you just pick one up and just kind of start firing in the backyard, get a couple of haystacks, and just start squeezing off shots? Is that how it starts? You just have to. You got to fill out a form online, <laughs> and then you just you upload a video, and then you're in the running. <laughs> this looks impossible. And the, the bows they have look like something out of the Terminator. I, I just remember Robin Hood made one out of a tree, and yeah, now this thing looks right. like something that was designed by Elon Musk. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how we got to this point. This seems far more complicated than it needs to be for archery. 
Tell you who didn't make it, Bezos didn't make it. <laughs> tell you that right that now. Ro- that arrow nearly gets to space. They shoot it pretty high. I don't know. I, mean, I don't. I don't know if it's space age, but it's uh, it's there pretty close. Uh, he did the equivalent of when you're going into a pool and you're going in from the stairs. He got to the second <laughs> stair. His knees got wet, and he came out and said, I pretty much swam. I pretty much did nine laps. Crossed the Atlantic Ocean. It's fine. I basically swam from one side to the other. Congratulations to Nick from Chino. He's going to go see uh, John Bonamassa, and you have a chance to win some tickets as well. So make sure that you're sticking around for the second hour, and we will tell you when it's time to call, and you got a chance to go do that as well. The Greek Theater, by the way, Slee, is a great oh, spot. Greek Theater. I always say it's Hollywood Bowl and Greek Theater, but – um, especially now with uh, do you, by the way do you got one of those coming up here and now that some of these music venues are back up and open I mean is that one of those you check off your list I, I think I was telling you this I think I was saying before LA came back and was like okay everything's open now we're starting mm-hmm. to put masks back on I was Sweet. actually a little surprised how quick I was to okay mask is off I'm good let's let's all I, I guess I thought I would need to. I would need more time. I, I was all good with it. No, I, I reacclimated to maskless life really quickly. That yeah. that happened really quick. As far as the concerts go, that was, that's never really been my thing. I always have a good time when I go. Yeah. It's not that I don't like them. It's just not something that I prioritize in doing. Oh. But if somebody said, hey, you want to go to the Greek Theater or the Hollywood Bowl, I don't even care who's playing. Yeah, I'll say, go see that. I was going to say, those venues, summer nights in L.A., you can't beat that. By the way, perfect example of uh, – the uh, masks. What did I? What did I hit you yesterday? When we got to SoFi. Did you have a? You have a mask. <laughs> I, I I I've I have forgot a mask since we have to put masks back. All you gotta do is just keep them in your car. That's all you gotta I've, do. I've got I forgot masks. You. I think nine times. I walk into a place and they're like, "Sir, look at the front. You need your mask again." Really. Oh, yeah. I don't watch the news. I didn't know that. No, take I have a, a take a tall pike. A I, little bit of, <laughs> do you know? I'm, I do Lakers talk and Travis and Slee. We were at uh, SoFi. I don't need a mask. It's fine. Emily, you're going to a concert. Yeah, I have a, my first, my next big thing to check off my list in LA is I'm going to a concert at the Greek. So I'm going nice. on the 15th. So I'm super excited. I've never. I, this is my first concert since COVID. So I'm. Who are you seeing? I'm seeing Mount Joy, so I'm not sure if you guys are uh, super oh, into the hip uh, hip music, love, but uh, Mount Joy's love great. Them. <laughs> love them. Their second album. Trev, talk a little bit about it. Expand. I don't, I don't want to kind of... This is your territory. Well, I would feel... I would be remiss to say anything because if I left out even one of my favorites, I would feel so bad that uh, I left out even so... The I'll art just, of I, BSing. I, Travis yeah, Rogers. The, the art of the... I, they're, they're just all great. They're just all great. We I should just, all go uh, see BTS at the Greek Theater. That's, Bob, that's what Tom we got to do. Steve, they're coming over on Saturday. We're going to play cornhole and drink a few beers. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's my it's my it's my plan this weekend. <laughs> Travis Lee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear Hotline. Did we miss something? Did Demar Derozan join the Lakers, but we didn't know about it because he sure sounds like it. He's already talking about it. He was on uh, Shannon Sharp's podcast yesterday. He's, he was making it sound like he'd already made up his mind that he was coming to the Lakers. Lee. Yeah, by the time I listened to all those clips, I was like, okay, well, DeMar, you can slot him in right here. Give LeBron a break six minutes in. Let DeMar and Anthony Davis go together. Um, that was an interesting conversation. It really was. And, and now, granted, Shannon Sharp, 
he's a Laker fan. I think a couple of his questions were more towards the Lakers, but mm-hmm. DeMar can answer any way he wants. And um, it, it's it's interesting because Chad, I spent a lot of time on this yesterday at Lakers on Lakers Talk while you were sitting at home sipping a glass of wine, like you kept texting me, "Hey, how's <laughs> how's the show going?" Um, By the way, my favorite text to you yesterday yeah. was at like seven forty-five, and uh-huh. I texted you and I just said, "You're not even halfway done yet." <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the favorite one. That okay, I said. here's the problem. Here's the problem with Lakers talk. I kind of get ridiculously into it. Even no, in I the know end of, you do. Even in the end of July, there are times, and you know, Funches was uh, Funches. By the way, made his return yesterday, and yes. is back on this morning here. Um, but there were there were even times like we're in the eight o'clock hour. It's like eight fifteen or so. I'm like, how am I going to fit this in? Why? How? Where am I going to put this? Do I text Amanda? Hey, can we go to nine thirty? <laughs> just do the Howard Stern thing and just say, hey, I'm letting the affiliates down the line know we're going to go on for another hour today. You can you can just leave us on for another hour. I've got Demar Derozan sound from Shannon Sharp's podcast that I need to play. Just say that. Okay, I know I know we're going to get a chance to talk more about Demar, but Trav, it is a it's a very very interesting couple of quotes that he had on there. And if you compare, you know, take take Demar Derozan and compare what he was saying versus Dennis Schroeder and part of what that conversation's been. Um, I think this is going to make for an interesting as much as, geez, what is going on here? We got, you, you got NBA free agency that starts on Monday, mm-hmm. the draft coming up on Thursday. You're, you're trying to see if the Dodgers are going to make a move by the deadline on Friday. There's yep. this kind of a, a, a critical stage here over the next week for both of these teams, but I, I know we'll, we'll get a chance to talk a little bit more about the Lakers as, as we get into the 10 o'clock hour. Yeah, we'll play some of that DeMar DeRozan sound. It sounded like he's kind of very open to the idea of coming and playing with AD and LeBron and everything else that comes along with the Lakers. And like you said, that that is in stark contrast to some other guys that have come in here in, in recent time, and uh, we'll make that comparison. But you just mentioned it. He's yeah. back from his um, Hawaiian vacation. He's got the bunch of fun. It's coming up next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. All right, before we get to the first question, Funch, I'm just happy that you made it back because every time I've ever gone to Hawaii or known everybody that goes to Hawaii, just the return trip is never a guarantee. You're always thinking, I'm moving here. I'm never coming back. I, I, wait, wait, wait. Insane. Funch, Funch, don't answer this. Don't answer this. <laughs> Yesterday, I we did a we did a uh, top NBA stories at 8 o'clock. Funches comes in. Funches, how's the trip? And his first initial thing was, well, I did not want to be here. I'm like, <laughs> Like, do you mean I'm just being real, on the man. show or I mean, did I do something? Points just, for just being people. real, man. I, I came back too early. That's what, that's what I did. I should Welcome have still back, been there. Fudge. Welcome back. Well, thank you, guys. Uh, we'll get to the first one. So the big news yesterday at the NFL was with Saints wide receiver Michael Thompson out at least until week seven of the regular season because he waited too damn long to have ankle surgery. Now, the Saints were working out all kinds of guys yesterday, like Chris Hogan and Hulk Hogan or whatever. To, to sort of get by until Thompson returns. So one name threw his hat in the ring, one Chad Ochocinco Johnson. Now, the 43-year-old Johnson tweeted, Saints, hear me out. Even years removed, I'm still better shaped than 90% of these earthlings and can still play until my guy Michael Thompson comes back. I uh, don't need money or a contract, just a company car and a place to stay. Now, the last time Johnson played in the NFL was 2012 when he was signed by the Dolphins in the offseason and was released a couple of year, a couple of months later in the preseason. Uh, Travis, the big host of uh, Rams 
pre and post game. Half Good idea. Too. Don't forget halftime. Oh, I do that's half right. Time too. That's Thank right. You. Halftime. And there's respect. a Rams report too. There's a Rams that's that's right. report. Too. Too. Okay. Respect, please. Let me. Travis yeah. hosts a Rams pre post game <laughs> halftime and those Rams report. Good yes. idea or bad idea for the, for the Saints to give Ocho Cinco a call, even though he's 43 years old. No, that's a that's a hard pass on that one. That that is an easy no. I, I get what he's doing. I get he's trying to stay. You know, in in the relevant. Trying to trying to be relevant, yeah. whether it's fighting or video games or whatever else. Chad Ochocinco was not a great wide receiver when he was with the Dolphins. It's been a long time, like you mentioned, since then. That is the easiest no that Sean McVay's ever going or Sean Payton is ever going to have. First of all, Funches, I love that you made Michael Thompson the wide receiver for the Saints. Uh, Michael Thomas. Michael <laughs> Thomas. I know you want to give Michael Thompson an opportunity out there, but let, let me let me kind of throw this at you. Didn't we just see Meta World Peace also making a claim to go play in the USA Olympics as well? Wasn't he doing that about a week ago or so? Yeah, but he was making it. He said he'd be the water boy. That I think Ocho Cinco actually wants to play, which is a terrible. Meta would be like the fifth best guy on the team right now. <laughs> no, but but even even Meta, like, there's a certain point where you're like, you are so past playing. What are you talking about? I think it's more just for uh, garner some interest and put their name in the news. Yeah, no, thank you. You don't think he actually has a shot? No, no. He, look, he, he, look, no, I don't. This is this is really easy to bottom line. Mm-hmm. If he could still play in the NFL, he'd still be playing in the NFL. It's that mm-hmm. simple. The, the, the guys like that, with the money that's around, with the position that he plays, if he were still good enough to make a team, he'd be on a team. All right, guys. So I really love reality shows, especially the ones that are on the channel TLC. Now they got a couple shows about the most cheapest people in the world. Uh, and it's they're called Extreme Cheapskates and another one called So Freaking Cheap. And they show the day-to-day activities of these cheapskates and what they do to be really, really frugal. Now, one Extreme Cheapskate guy would only flush his toilet once a week to save water. Oh good Jesus. And, while, and, and in another episode, one person saved a big whopping $6 per month on toilet paper without living without toilet paper, basically. I don't know how they got by without any toilet paper, but Leaves? they... They wouldn't use like newspaper. They wouldn't use any. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I also saw one where a couple would use the same dental floss between them. <laughs> they're like they're passed around the same okay, dental floss. That, that's enough of the examples. Fun. <laughs> I, I, I want no, 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 no. I, I need nine more examples. All right. When it comes to me, I might add a little water to my dishwashing or hand soap when it gets down to the nitty gritty. Uh, you know, that's not. Sure. That's a veteran move. Okay, that's, you know. that's not. Or, that, that's or not a you know, or yeah. I, I like to collect various condiments from fast food joints. You know, in case my big yeah. bottle of ketchup goes out or my mustard goes out or something. <laughs> like no, that. that's cheap. No, that's cheap. Yeah, that one. <laughs> no, that Mr. Alan Sliwa, Mr. Alan Sliwa, what are the most frugal things that you do to save money? Um. There's certain things I'm frugal about, and there's other things where I'm like, you're an idiot. You could have saved some money there, all right? So I think some of the things I could just kind of think off off the top of my head, Trav, I very rarely go buy new clothes. Like if I'm going to go get new clothes, I'm going to a, I'm walking into a Nordstrom rack or something like that. If you think I'm, you're going to catch me at the mall going into an actual place where the- Hey, let me the, see what's in Abercrombie real quick. I'll be out in an hour. <laughs> By the way, everywhere I go- <laughs> By the way, everywhere I go, it's uh, so- is that the price, or is there <laughs> is there a percentage work, off of that? Like, this isn't you. a negotiation, okay? <laughs> We're not at a, a jewelry flea market. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so clothes is one I could think of. Let me think of some others. Let me just kind of think of some others here, Trev. 
I've got one that it and it doesn't really save me a whole lot of money, but it's just something that I hate spending money on mm-hmm. is valet parking. I just I loathe valet parking. I'll walk um, two miles to go to dinner before I will give that guy the keys to I, my I'm car. I'm with you, Travis, but I I'm not too sure the people with me or riding with me, my fiance, <laughs> they would want to do that too. Oh, well, well it depends. Yeah. It depends. I, I, if you're if you're in a tough spot and you just got to do it, you got to do it. But if you got to wa- park a block and then go up there, you know, <laughs> I'll walk from my I'll drive home and park in my driveway before I'll go and give that guy the six bucks. And it's not the guy I'd like. I don't want to stiff the guy that's parking the cars because he's working hard. Yeah. It's the restaurant. There's 800 open spaces. Why do I have to go and have your guy drive it 10 feet? I, okay. I can't stand that. Do you do this? Do you if you're going to go out to a dinner? Where they get you is the liquor, right? Uh-huh. So they're going to get you. They'll they'll upcharge Never cheap you out on the liquor. Never ever. Not they're going to upcharge you on. Okay, <laughs> but do you have a drink at home? Well, I mean, do I breathe air? And <laughs> yes, of course. Before you go to the restaurant, do you have well, a drink? Yeah, yeah. But it's not to save money. It's because it's Friday night and I want to have a good time. Just trying it's, to get hammered. I'm just trying to get the night started. And that, Funch, that's, you got that's twenty minutes. Do, I could I'm wasting. Do you have anything you're cheap on, Funches? Anything else, Emily? Yeah, I, well, I have one. It kind of regards what you guys were talking about with, the, uh, you know, drinking at either a sporting event or at, like, dinner or something. There are things that you can, you know, stick in purses that can get into ah. in, into stadiums uh, under disguise. And uh, I've did, I've learned that in my college days that we can, get, a veteran. Some, that we can veteran get, some, get some liquor into the uh, stadium with that. Another thing is I only Tra- get about... Travis, by the way, just so you know, brought an entire cooler yesterday to SoFi. An entire <laughs> cooler. I'm like, Travis, there's no game on. But this is just for Travis. This is just, just the cooler for Travis, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, for me, I only get about one haircut a year, max. That also is like maybe just a, a thing with women. We don't have to get as many haircuts as guys, but I only get one haircut a year and I kind of just let it grow outside of that. <laughs> yeah, that's like, you know, I, I would look like, um, Brandon Marsh from the Angels if I didn't get a haircut for a year, but that's a that's another story. I've, I've probably got a million different $5 fees on my credit card that I've spent thousands of dollars that I never looked twice at, but I will not park my car anywhere. What's next, Munch? All right, guys. Uh, during the presser uh, a, the day before Team USA lost to France over the weekend, a weird question was thrown to JaVale McGee, who recently just joined the team as a replacement. Let's listen uh, to the uh, sound. Hey, JaVale. Uh, welcome aboard. Um I, I, I'm not sure. Is your is your mom still with us? My mom alive? Yeah, she's still alive. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't. That's a weird question to ask somebody. But keep okay, going. Want- <laughs> All right. So it seems though the reporter asking the question didn't do any homework on McGee, whose mother Pamela McGee, a famous WWE very player. Famous, yes. You know, she won gold medals and stuff. Yes. She's very alive and well. <laughs> And now made me think about all the bad questions the media have asked athletes during the years, even though we're technically part of it. Now, Travis, since you've been part of the media more longer than all of us here, what are some of the weirdest questions you've ever heard from the media to an athlete? This is like a famous, and I don't know if it's so much weird as it just is bad and out of context, but I'll never forget when Doug Williams was the quarterback of the uh, Washington football team under their previous moniker. Um, He was asked, how long have you been a black quarterback? (laughs) <laughs> because he was the first quarterback, black quarterback, to start in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Unbelievable. I, yeah, how long have I been a black? Um, I don't know. Every, every, every day of my life? <laughs> I mean, he's, I'm a quarterback. I'm black. So I don't know when these two things came together. So, yes, how long have you been a black quarterback is at the top of my list of bad questions directed at athletes. 
Funch, one of my favorite uh, watching athletes' reactions to reporter questions, Russell Westbrook. I remember one time at, at Staples Center after a game and in the Oklahoma City Thunder locker room, he's trying to get some sound, whatever the case is, and nobody was going. And he just kind of looked at everybody like, what the hell is wrong with you people? Somebody asked me a question, but one time he addressed somebody. There was a question that said, did you guys lose the game? Or did the Jazz win this one? And he gave him this look. Go on YouTube and watch him. He's like, what? What the hell does that mean? What kind of a question is that? Russell Westbrook's reaction to reporters' questions is as good as it can possibly get. Love Russ's reactions. <laughs> uh, there is one famous uh, Kobe Bryant uh, question. Um, I guess a media member asked him, can you guard? <laughs> That's that's it. That was the question. Look, Can you guard? You you need to have your ducks in a row if you're going to talk to Kobe Bryant, right? You you need to ask good. If you ask good questions, he's going to give you a great answer. Mm-hmm. If, if you ask a bad question, he's going to call you out on it. That that's just the way that he went about it. That's why he was Kobe, right? That was just a whole nother layer of his deal. Was if you're prepared, I'll give you what you need. If you're not, if you're going to ask me something stupid, I'm not going to give you the time of day. That's how he did that all the time. It was good too because even there was no layup questions. If he if he got questions that weren't layup, he kind of liked those. Like he liked those, you know, challenge me with a question rather than just the the, the regular the regular questions that are out there. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over seven hundred dollars on average. Funch, it is great to have you back. All right, Demar Derozan. So he already made up his mind. That's coming up next. It's Travis and Slee at seven ten ESPN.